2: Would you believe
0: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have cover three NFL news and notes brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Definitely appreciate them. But we've been taking a bunch of calls and getting some text messages as well about what they saw, what fans saw Saturday night at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, the kind of feedback is good, bad, or ugly. It does not matter. Whatever your thoughts are great. Uh, I, I threw out there on Friday three players that you'll be paying attention to, three players that you want to look uh at to see what they were going to do. Got a lot of great feedback then. So it kind of threw it back out to you on Monday. Hey, what are the three players that stood out to you? Good or bad from Saturday. So we've been getting a ton of feedback and we got a couple good patient callers waiting on the line and we'll get to them in just a quick second. First, I do want to hit up this text from Tom on the salmon ash text line. He said, yeah, Leatherwood stood out. Going to see a lot of false starts, and cars going to get more happy feet for more early checkdowns. And then he referred to the Allegiant Stadium versus SoFi Stadium and said, "Yeah, one hundred thirty-five dollars tickets versus six hundred fifty dollars tickets." That's from Tom, the ever, forever positive Tom on the uh, Raider Nation text line right there, Salmon Ash text line. We definitely appreciate those uh, that text message, my man. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines and uh, hear from Raider Mike. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man?
2: What's up, Q? How you doing, man?
1: Chilling, man. Chilling.
2: Um, anyway, uh, oh, before I forget, this is a cool little trivia fact. That band I'm forming here, Raider Mike and Gruden's Grinders, my guitarist, has actually played with Jason Fitch. Nice. So, kind of a cool little trivia Absolutely. Thing there. His name's Chris Vincent, a great, great musician. But anyway, what I saw was beautiful. I mean, the Death Star opens finally. We finally have our stadium that uh, the Godfather dreamed about back in 1980. It's built, and if you build it, we will come. Mm-hmm. The disappointment I had—I mean, I, it was—it looked great, but when their def—when our defense is on the field, you get up and scream. <laughs> they weren't Raider fans yet; they're Vegas Raider fans. It just, just the Oakland and LA infusion needs to be there. Is what I'm trying to say.
1: Right, right. It'll um, come. Needs,
2: needs to be louder, and, and we'll make it come, Q. You right. know, we will make it come for sure. So anyway, the uh, the three dudes that I I I thought impressed. You got to go with Peterman. That was stupid what he did. I I mean, I have questioned why has Gruden kept this guy for a long time. And what I remember is him in that when he got when Tyrod Taylor got hurt (laughs) in that Jag playoff game, is him throwing the ball in the dirt repeatedly. Right. That's what I remember. So now we all look dumb. Um just like the rest of the nation's pundits are going to look throwing shade at us. I mean, the Jay Wills, the Keyshawns, the Greenies, the Cowherds, the Roams. I'm done with their mouth, and we're about to shut them all up. Nice. So that's going to be beautiful. The other two, you got to go with Nate Hobbs. That guy plays like a Raider. He looks like a Raider. He has Raider attitude, that swagger, and he's got that Raider size. We normally have a cornerback, so loving his game, and of course, Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> he is just going to be terrifying, like he actually has a chainsaw in his hand before he snap. When he looks over at whoever's facing him, because he's he just he just moves people at where he wants them to go, and he makes it look real easy. And we got laughed at for that. We need the last laugh. laugh. I mean, we got the two players. We just flip-flopped the draft.
1: Right, for sure. I I was guilty of that, too. I'll tell tell you this, Raider Mike. I was guilty of that, too. I I thought that. Oh, I was, too. I thought Leatherwood was a second-round guy, but I understand why he's a first-round dude now.
3: But uh, also, the guys that would... The people
2: who... What I heard, and I did a lot of research on other... uh, East Coast, what have you. The the people that were offering to trade uh, let us trade back um, because we... We're going to get laughed at for taking him that high. We're the ones that were going to take him as well. Because, and we didn't want to risk that. We got the two guys we wanted, so who cares? Right. Move on. Agreed. We're going on a Super Bowl run. And we, those were our scrubs. And we just destroyed Seattle. I mean, Seattle didn't even look out there, really. So, pumped about it. Raider Nation rise. Raiders!
1: There he goes, Raider Mike. Good call right there, and I'll say it was Seattle scrubs out there too. Geno Smith got to start, so remember, <laughs> it wasn't Russell Wilson out there that they that the Raiders were facing. But again, it was it was uh, you know it was competition. Everyone's out there trying to find a spot. So uh, you know it, it was nice to see the team. In my opinion, you can see the team looked like they were confident in what they were doing. I think that was one of the biggest takeaways I had, especially defensively. It looked like everyone knew what they were supposed to be doing. And I will say this about the crowd. The only thing that confused me, I I, I did uh, enjoy what I saw, and I did enjoy the energy that I heard from the crowd. And I do think it's going to increase and get louder and louder and louder. But I believe the what you're supposed to do when it's fourth and one at the goal line and your team has the ball, you're not supposed to scream and loud and be the Raider nation got so loud. The stadium got so loud on that fourth and one play that the Raiders had from the goal line. That's when you're supposed to be quiet. When the other team has the ball on fourth down, that's when you're supposed to be super loud. That, it was a little bit backwards on that. I kind of looked at, I had clay was sitting next to me in the press box and I go, I think they got this little, they're still a preseason form too. The fans were still in preseason form too. You know, you got to work your way up. So, uh, good stuff right there, Raider Mike. I definitely appreciate you. And Before we get cover three, uh, let's hit Houston in L.A. That's right, Houston in L.A. You're on unnecessary roughness. What's on your mind, my man?
4: Hey, what's up, Q? Hey, congrats, first of all, brother, man. You definitely deserved it because when you bumped out, man, I was like, man, Q was cool, man. He was he, he was flavored. You gave your perspective, and, and yeah, yeah, you were tight at it, bro. Glad you're back, man. Appreciate real. you. Appreciate you. All right, now, hey, um, I love of positivity, man. A lot of this, honestly, dude, when I saw the defense, it was reminding me of South Central L.A. 1983, dude, like those kind of ratings. And I know it sounds like a lot of hype and amp and stuff like that, but them cats, they got to, you know, start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like that that wasn't even the first stringers yet. So that part was way cool. Now, you know, the backs looking good. Zay. Out there, Zay can stay because I, I was on a bubble with him, but Zay, can, hey, Zay can stay, bro. I
1: like that. It's yeah. a hashtag. Zay can stay. That's a
4: hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So, um, yeah. After him, uh, there are two disappointments, though, man. It, it was thirty-two Levitt. Unfortunately, man, he was getting ate up. It's just that simple. He wasn't cool with the tackles. He wasn't in the right spot, and I think it was his responsibility as far as getting that six ate up on him. And uh, besides him. Number fifty eight, bro. It was like, dude, I thought he was like one of the scrub linebackers, but he was one of the cats he was one of the cats that we got from somewhere else and he went balling, man, so he's gonna have to pick up pick up the pace. He's fifty eight, transfer, I think, for Buffalo or somewhere, but um nah, nah, nah. he will you have to step up, man. <laughs> so anything besides that, dude, I mean overall we were balling, and we look real nice. And I know there's a lot of scrubs out there, but that's way better seeing as opposed to what we could have saw. You know, even Peterman right. was balling,
1: dude. Come on. Right, yeah, Peterman played well. Peterman played well. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Yeah,
4: so, I mean, that's my total. It's like the two cats on defense that kind of stuck it up, 32 and 58, man. I mean, I- I'm forgetting his name. Right. But 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 he wasn't balling. But everybody else, dude, it it looks like real promising. I ain't trying to air it all up early because we got a lot more time left. We got a lot of things that's going to happen. But they keep this up like this, dude. It could be 83-2002 before Tampa Bay over again
1: right there you go i like it I like good stuff man houston and la appreciate the call my man let's not make that your last call either 702-365-9200 we're gonna take uh a quick break no we won't let's go to hayden we'll just go in to get into uh cover three nfl news and notes of the day coming up at uh at 3 30 we'll have Fev- fave and k from uh, fox 5 in vegas the morning show fox five news this morning but uh right now let's get into cover three nfl news and notes of the day <laughs>
0: It's time for Q's Cover 3, NFL news and notes of the day here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: And Cover 3 is being brought to you by Nova Home Loans. We definitely appreciate them. Uh, Dustin will join us on Thursday at 315 to kind of give us the latest and greatest and let us know what's going on with Nova Home Loans, but I definitely want to check them out. Uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, the first wave of cuts have to happen. Teams have to get their roster from 90 to 85. That's by tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and the Raiders have already made their cuts. I mentioned it a few Times uh, on the show so far. Quarterback Case Cookus, he's done. He's been released. Dominic Eberly, uh, Liam McCullough, Bo Scarborough, Caleb Scott, he's been released. Uh, Devontae Bosby, the the wide receiver or the cornerback, uh, excuse me, he's been released. And then Ethan Westbrooks has been released. And then the Raiders also returned kicker Daniel Carlson. A, 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 officially to the active roster from the reserve COVID-19 list. So that's their cuts. They've already made their cuts. Now the next date to pay attention to next Monday, August 24th has to get our next Tuesday, excuse me, August 24th has to get down to 80 men. And then the big one, August 31st, 53. So you go from 90 to 85 to 80 to 53. That's when it's a bloodbath. Once it goes from 80 to 53, that's a lot of guys that are no longer employed by a team in the NFL. So, uh, right now, those, the guys that I just mentioned are the first wave that have been released by the Raiders, but there'll be many more as they've got to figure this thing out. It's a, big, it's a big chess piece. It's a big puzzle. You've got to figure out who the 53 men are going to be moving forward. So there's not a whole lot of positions, I think, that are even open for competition right now, but the ones that are? are going to be big-time battles. And we mentioned already that, that third running back position. I think Trey Regis, B.J. Emmons, they're going to be really chomping at the bits and really uh, chasing down Jalen Richard. He's got his work cut out for him. And so far, this training camp, he has not been available, and that's not going to bode well for him, not to mention that he's getting paid a lot more than both of those guys combined. So that's not going to bode well for him. So he's got to get out there. He's got to be available if he wants to hold on to that spot because a guy like Trey and a guy like B.J. Emmons are definitely coming for that spot.
5: Could it be a situation for Richard where if he doesn't come back by the end of training camp, he could lose his spot on the team altogether? I mean, I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want to have the overhype off of it's just one preseason game, but Hey, they look good in that preseason game.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you right now. If they, if they look good this week against the Rams on Saturday, there could be a, a real deal opportunity that, that Rashard don't make it out. I mean, there's, I'm telling you, I know that he's been very good and very solid since he's been with the Raiders. Of course, he's had a few hiccups here and there, but man, the dude's been a really good player, but he, It's not really what he's not doing. It's what these guys are doing.
5: Exactly. And to give that production at the third and fourth string position, where then it's going to be – cheaper just to be honest about it right i don't see how the raiders pass that up right and the first two running backs that's solid that's there of course
1: those are those are locked in but the third the third running back is open and again going back to what fabian said that you need to have that bruising running back those two guys could be that bruising run. they don't have to be home run hitters they don't have to be the guys that's going to go you know the distance every time they touch the ball but if they could pick up fourth and one third and one that's that's the guys that, that the raiders need and that's how that's when trey
5: scored his touchdown what was it on fourth and one Exactly. What was it, the the phrase that you used, uh, they can hit a lot of doubles? Yes, yeah, right. Or Trey can hit a lot of doubles. That's right. Like, hey, just give us give us the guy who can hit some doubles.
1: You can hit a double, Maybe that's fine. Maybe once or twice a
5: game, let's see if you can hit that double.
1: One of my favorite baseball players of all time. Not Ricky Henderson because he was my favorite baseball player. The, my favorite, top of the top. But Tony Gwynn hit a lot of doubles. Tony Gwynn got on base. That's all they need is, is Trey Regas to get on base. That's all they need is BJ Emmons to get on base. That's what they need. They don't need the home run. They don't need a long ball. I know chicks dig the long ball, but, you know, doubles are always good. And Tony Gwynn, he, uh, he hit a lot of doubles. Uh, how about Jamal Adams? I want to talk about this story. This is a story that I feel like Seattle just completely blew this whole situation. Seattle went out and made a huge trade to get, uh, to get Jamal Adams in the fold uh, last offseason. Thought it was a great move for them. Thought that, hey, man, this is a heck of a player uh, that's disgruntled in New York. Uh, of course, the Jets are a dumpster fire. He wants to get out of there, and then he ends up going to the Seahawks. The Seahawks go and make the move for him. I thought, man, that was, that was genius. They're one of those teams that they don't mind making a move to put them in position to win. Uh, of course, the, his first year with the team wasn't that great. He, uh, I mean, he had really good moments, but then he also was banged up with injury as well. Uh, right now they need to pay him. The problem with this whole situation that I feel like Seattle messed it up when you make a trade like they made and you give up as much draft capital as they gave up, you immediately sign that guy to a contract extension. You don't sit around and let him you know, sit and, and play on, on the contract current contract he's on because you know that you're going to have to pay the piper at some time. So why don't you go and pay immediately? When you make a trade like that, you should sign him to an extension immediately. I know it's a sore subject, but when... The Bears traded for Khalil Mack. What did they do? They signed him to a contract immediately. They didn't say, okay, well, he's got a year to play. Just go ahead and let him play on that. And we'll figure it out later. That's what Seattle did, and that's where they screwed up. So now they're in a kind of a standoff with him where – He's trying to get a long-term deal done, and they haven't gotten anywhere close to it. They're talking about if they can't get a long-term deal done this year, they're going to actually franchise tag him in 2022. The problem is the franchise tag for safeties is about $13.5 million. For linebackers, it's about 17.8. And he's already let it be known. If they franchise tag me, I'm going to dispute that I'm a safety because I'm more of a defensive weapon. That's what he's calling it. So there's going to be arbitration. So all this is so unnecessary. Now, it'll get worked out. Don't get me wrong. It'll get worked out. I'm not saying that they're going to blow it to the point where he doesn't play for the team. But, man, to save yourself the headache, you just go and get it done. As soon as you make that trade, you go and sign that long-term contract extension. If you do that, boom, then you have nothing to worry about. Then the player is happy and goes out there and performs. And Jamal Adams, in my opinion, I know he's not everyone's favorite player. In my opinion, he's a hell of a player. He really is. I I think that Seattle made a great move by going and getting him, but they made a terrible move by not going ahead and paying them.
5: I've just looked at this. The Seattle times are reporting that the Seahawks have made an offer to him and he would be the highest paid safety in the league. But the problem here is he don't want to be a safety. Yes. And guaranteed money is the issue there. Where like now it's it's okay. You're offering us this, but the haggle is like, no, what's the guaranteed dollars.
1: Right? Exactly. So
5: (laughs) because at first I'm thinking, I'm like, well, what's the issue here? And it's just those guaranteed money. It's always the
1: guaranteed money. It's always the guaranteed money. So uh, that's just something that they're having to work with right now. And it's 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 like I said, it's less than ideal, but it's 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 on them. That's what they did. They caused that. They they should have known that, hey, this guy's obviously wants to get a huge payday. Let's go ahead and take care of it now instead of waiting i mean if they had presented him with a big-time deal or big-time offer you think that you know he, he would have been maybe haggling as much back and forth probably not they probably could have got it squared away right away
5: but then you might have the miami situation let's say he feels that he's outperforming his contract
1: well then you have the right to say well too bad jack we just paid you you have that right i'm not saying it's gonna work you know he might diva out and be like well i want to get paid I, I don't know i don't i'm not saying that but at least you've already addressed it and then you could say hey man hey dude we addressed it already We already took care of you. We made you the highest paid player. Not our fault that someone went out there and and, and paid more. more. Exactly. So that, that's, but now they're not in that position. Now they're in a position where they have to make him the highest paid. And the question is, is it going to be a safety or a linebacker or a combination of both? He does not want to be labeled as just a safety. And that's what happens when you average eight or nine sacks a season. You're not really, you're not really going to be labeled a safety. You're going to be labeled more of a linebacker. He's just like he said, a defensive weapon. So what, how do you, how do you pay a defensive weapon?
5: In his words, at least reportedly, at least $40 million guaranteed. There it that's is. That's how you pay him.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you got the answers. Now it's up to Seattle to go and get it figured out. A couple more quick hitters across the league real quick. Uh, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, he's expected to practice on a limited time or limited basis today. That scenario with him and his shoulder is just so weird to me. Uh, they, they keep saying that nothing's wrong with him, but yet they keep having him go get MRIs. They've talked to the Texas Rangers about his, his shoulder. I mean, there's clearly something going on with the shoulder but he says he's okay i i mean they say he's okay as well but we'll see we'll see i mean i think the truth lies in in the in between somewhere it's gotta be something more than they're leading on to. Cause it just, it just seems like it's too much of a, of an issue. Uh, a couple more injury updates. Uh, green Bay Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur uh, said that Jordan love who's dealing with a shoulder injury as well. He received a clean MRI. He's not practicing today and uh, they're going to work out quarterbacks on Tuesday. Uh, also with green Bay running back, Aaron Jones, he has a hamstring injury. He returned to practice today. He was sidelined last week and then defensive end. So Smith, he was removed from the non football injury list and he was practicing today. And then one more quick note, uh, New York Jets defensive tackle Quentin Williams was activated from the physically unable to perform list and he practiced on Monday. Don't think he'll see any burn in the preseason, but Quentin Williams, he's a heck of a defensive tackle. He is back from the pup list, so that's good news for the Jets, and the Jets need all the good news they can get. They're just the Jets.
5: Yeah, but more bad news the Packers, Jordan Love is making them look bad a little bit, where it's like, you can't stay healthy. Now we can't see what you got in the preseason. There was no preseason last season, and it's just like the Packers are never going to know what they got in this guy. And the best player, and the best player they've had since Brett Favre, wants to walk away after this season.
1: I think that they have a pretty good idea of what they what they have in in Jordan Love. I think they're getting a good idea of what they have in him. They, I mean, they obviously see a lot more and hear a lot more than than we do. You know, what I mean, like they they know in the background what that dude's capable of doing. And I mean, is he Aaron Rodgers? No, but who's Aaron Rodgers? Was there Aaron, any Aaron Rodgers in the draft? No. I mean, it's just it's just how it is. You know, I mean, that dude is gonna walk into Canton as soon as he's ready to walk into Canton. So. Uh, that's just <laughs> that's just one of those things, man. You just got to kind of uh, let it play out how it plays out. But I think Jordan Love will be just fine. He's just got that shoulder injury. He'll be he'll be A-OK in my opinion. So that's going to do it for Cover 3 NFL News and Notes. Just kind of take a quick look around the league. The time is 321. Raider Nation would love to hear from you as well. Uh, three guys that stood out to you from the game on Saturday, good or bad. They don't have to be good. It doesn't have to be glowing reviews. You don't have to call in and say that the Raiders are going to go win the Super Bowl. You could say, hey, you know what? I saw something and it stinked. And that's okay. Let us know about it. 702 365 9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text line, always wide open like some old school TV antennas. 69187. Keyword is RNR. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920.
2: What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you listen to
3: Raider Nation 920.
0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider
1: Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 3:30, Favin K from Fox 5 Vegas. You see her every morning, Fox 5 News this morning. Uh, she'll check in to see what talk about what she saw at the game uh, as she was sitting in the stands as a fan, just kind of her overall feelings and overall reaction from, uh, I guess, as I said, the action that went down at Allegiant Stadium on Saturday. But let's uh, hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Got a couple great uh, listeners standing by very patiently at 702-365-9200. My guy, Gangster Raider, he's up first. What's up, my man? Yeah, yeah, what's
6: happening? What's up? Chilling, chilling. Hey, I'm I'm feeling good about the game. You know, y'all did. They looked pretty good, especially the defense. I was impressed. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still concerned about that red zone offense. We shouldn't have had to um, go four down to score that first touchdown. But Agreed. that's the, that's my little pet peeve about it. Everything else was good. And I was a little concerned about the um, fans doing the wave <laughs> in the stadium. You know, in Raider Nation, I know y'all knew. I know y'all happy to be, you know, be in the stadium and everything. So i give y'all the pass. For that first game, but in the future, Raider fans, we do not do the waves at the stadium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we wear all black to the home games. You know what I'm saying? We black out the stadium. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's called the black hole. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all knew. That's why I must coach y'all mm-hmm. and bring y'all in to the right away. But about the New Vegas fans, you know what I'm saying? So y'all, y'all did. Y'all showed out. You know what I mean? Y'all could have been a little louder, especially on certain downs. Like Q and was saying, y'all supposed to be loud when they close to their <laughs> scores, on, you know what I'm saying, right. quiet when we close to ours, you know what I'm saying, but you know, y'all get a little schooling, you know, but I'm glad, you know, Red Nation did good, the defense looking much better, you know what I'm saying, so everything is positive, we just got a school of new Raider fans on on the Raider way, but that's what Gangsta Raider here for, you know what I'm saying, the big homie gonna guide y'all to it, and Q, you did an excellent job on everything you've been doing since you came back. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're back, and tell Scott I said what's up. It's uh,
1: gangster. I'm gotcha, gone. Gotcha, my man. Appreciate you definitely. And I will say uh, the 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 uh, the wave did kind of throw me off too because I didn't realize that folks still did the wave. I even uh, tweeted about it. I sent a video, uh, and it was funny because at first the, the 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 wave was going north to south, and then it looked like it stopped in the middle, and started going back south to north, and then it got going back north north to south. But I'll tell you this: if it, I mean, you want to talk about? It, I was pretty impressed. Cause the wave was very active, like it was it was going. I mean, they went around the the whole bowl of the stadium probably three or four times. I mean, it was it was not no BS wave. I mean, they went after it. I just didn't know they still did it. I didn't know that was still a thing, but it was apparently a thing on Saturday. So uh, I got a couple of tweets that said people people told me that uh, yeah, that's that's a Vegas thing. So I'm not knowing that, but okay, that'll work. Uh, let's go real quick out to the phone lines again before we get to Faven and talk to Mitch in New Jersey. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Joe. Well,
7: lucky's uh? Guys, I know. Enjoy your game. You talk about it. Get paid too.
1: <laughs> Appreciate
7: hey, you. Hey, Devon. I heard to pay thousands of dollars for these tickets in this preseason at the at the L.A. Uh, Rams slash Chargers Stadium, where you know the Chargers are just a little tenant there. They ran out of food with the they ran out of food somewhere where people were paying thousand dollars. They ran out of food. Incredible. Um, I I really want to see him get another third string quarterback. I am not a fan of Nate uh, peer <laughs> This is against third stringers. And I brought up that guy Scarborough. I cannot believe it. We had to get the Wizard of Oz see if he's got a heart. If I had his side, that's how I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. I'm almost done anyway. I hope they had to retire. Nobody's playing sports at my age. But anyway, <laughs> I would have had more than a cup of coffee.
1: Come right. on.
5: I hear you.
7: Man, Alabama, he was, was good in Alabama. But you were right, though. I guess the rumor was true. He, Kind of soft there. I hope yep. he makes it with our
1: team, but I thought he could do something for us. No, thanks a lot. I Pre- hey, appreciate the call, my man. Thank you so How's much. Going? And uh, yeah, no, you're right, man. When it comes to Scarborough, I, I don't know for some reason he just—I don't know—he just isn't. Isn't that guy? It just hasn't been that guy. Uh, we were talking about him on Friday when I was at Summer League. I was talking to uh, uh, Cole. I forget. Uh, I forget Cole's last name now. But we had him on from the SEC Network, and he was saying that Bo Scarborough just never been. He's just never been that guy. You know, he's just never been that that strong runner like his size. His size would say. Cole Kublik. Yeah, Cole Kublik. Thank you, Demon. Appreciate that. Yeah, he was on. He was great. Matter of fact, we'll have him on again. I just hate that I forgot his his last name. Uh, but yeah, that's that's some. That's some good stuff, man. Definitely appreciate the the call and Gangster Raider definitely appreciate the call as well. Been having a lot of feedback today from Raider Nation on their expectations, uh, after seeing what they saw on on Saturday, you know, just their thoughts of what they saw on Saturday, if you were there, how you felt seeing the ribbon cutting, all of that, we've been reaching out to a lot of Raider Nation and that's going to continue right now is uh, a proud member of Raider Nation, Faven K from Fox 5 Vegas, you can check her out every single morning, Fox 5 News this morning on Twitter, at Faven underscore K we definitely appreciate your time this afternoon Faven, and I know you were there at the game and uh, you took multiple pictures, looked like you had some pretty, really good seats kind of on the side there, so you had a great angle of everything, but uh, off top what was your just overall impressions of the stadium with fans in it on saturday
8: oh my goodness i i mean i'm still smiling from ear to ear it was just so nice to see all that silver and black inside Allegiant stadium i talked to so many fans many of whom were you know long time season holder season ticket holders so They felt like I felt. I mean, the stadium is just gorgeous. It's just a different feel.
1: How was the whole, to you, presentation? I mean, Carlos Santana played at halftime. I mean, there was just so many things going on. I thought the presentation, uh, the light show that they had, I thought that that was really excellent. But what was your takeaways?
8: I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never been to a preseason game where you have someone, you know, the likes of Carlos Santana performing at halftime. I mean, that was incredible. Yeah, incredible
1: yeah no it, it was and you're right there i mean talking about a preseason game i i haven't i haven't thought about that i never thought about that till you just said it but i had never been to a preseason game where someone uh that's got the status of a carlos santana sitting there playing at <laughs> halftime and the stage the way that they have the stage right you know kind of at the bottom of the the torch i thought that that was really well done it was the ribbon cutting ceremony mark davis went out there was short and sweet to the point uh, cut the ribbon, they had the confetti flying. Uh, how, how special was that moment, and, and how special, especially with the fans that you may have talked to, was that just being there to officially open the stadium?
8: Oh, it was incredible. I mean, and, you know, Mark, he signed so many autographs. Uh, that's what yes. people didn't see as well. So, um, you know, that was his first time at Allegiant with fans there. So I think it was just a culmination. They, A lot of fans that I spoke with just felt like that was special, that he waited for them. So they were happy and for him to take the, he's so, and and let me tell you, Mark Davis, he, he rides around town and kind of hangs out in Las Vegas. Like he's not Mark Davis. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, very humble, very humble man for
1: sure. Yeah, that down to earthness I think is really cool because a lot of people will give him flack. Oh, he drives this or oh, he does this or I-, I took a picture of him and his mom and tweeted it out. Someone's like, oh, look at the clothes he's wearing. I'm like, who? Why do you care what this grown ass man is wearing? Like, what? <laughs> wh- you know what I mean? Like, why is it so serious? The dude is just chill. Like, he could be at a, uh, you could be at any kind of restaurant or bar and you could look over and Mark Davis would be sitting there next to you, just chilling, not worrying about it. I, I, I like no. the down. to the, the earthness of Mark Davis,
8: absolutely, and, and super inviting. You know, so I, I mean, I've I've, I've watched. Him just embrace so many strangers, and it's great. It's refreshing, honestly, to see that
1: it really is. We're talking right now with Favin K from Fox Five Vegas. Check her out every single morning, Fox Five News this morning. And and Favin, as far as what you saw on the field, you know, of course, I mean, wins and losses don't matter in the preseason, but uh, there's been a lot of questions on, you know, what's this team going to look like? Is it going to be uh, the same hype that we hear a lot and, and start getting excited? Oh man, this team feels different, and then you know, it's just kind of the same old whatever. But I've been saying that there's uh, different buzz around this team. And I feel like, at least on Saturday, they really looked like they were comfortable out there and knew what they were doing. Absolutely.
8: Um, and I think everyone sitting around me said the same thing. They just seem a little sharper, more focused. Um, you know, I think they understand what's at stake here. And, for Raider Nation. We've been so patient, and now that we finally get to see our boys in action, I think they want to deliver, and I I think they understand the expectations that Las Vegas has. So, They have to bring it. But they look good. But like you said, it's preseason, so I get excited every
1: preseason.
8: (laughs) So I don't want to count my chickens before my eggs hatch. I'm going to wait and see.
1: Right. No, you're right. And that's what we've kind of been saying. Like, hey, there's a lot to like right now. But, again, it's the preseason and nothing's – you know, they're not playing against Russell Wilson. They weren't playing against DK Metcalf. They weren't going against those guys. But the defense in particular – it looked like, at least it looked the part. It looked like they were running around confident about where they were going. So that, to me, was a positive that they just they, they didn't look like they were confused out there.
8: No, not at all. You know, hopefully having just the, the peace that they've had here, you know, I think the last few years in Oakland, there's been a lot of turmoil. Will they stay? Will they leave? And, you know, I think being here this last year, other than the pandemic, of course, been able to just kind of focus on being a great, cohesive team. So... Hopefully, we see that during the regular
1: season. Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely the goal. I mean that you you want to put your best foot forward out there during the regular season when it matters. So, uh, as far as you would go, give it a kind of a grade for the first the first time out, I mean, how do you think even like the parking and stuff went? Because I thought even though there's been a lot of conversations about parking and getting in and out, I thought that that went a lot smoother than it had been the past you know few weeks.
8: I'm so glad you asked me that. So I was very hesitant <laughs> about going to the game, I'm not going to lie, because, I mean, I work in news, so we've seen so many of these large-scale events at Allegiant the last few weeks that have just gone terribly as far as traffic and crowd control. So, um, But I said, you know what, there's no way that I'm missing out on history. Absolutely not. I have to be there. So I, my advice to everyone, please take advantage. The regional transit... Um, bus, which is basically our, our city bus here in Las Vegas, they have they have an express day shuttle. It picks you up from six different locations around like the, around the valley, two dollars each way. When I tell you, Q, I we two bucks got it on the bus, no problem. It drops you off right at the southeast gate. Boom, bam! It's the easiest thing. So that's my advice. Look it up picked up from one of the six locations you get picked up from at the exact same location after the game and it takes you back to i I got picked up from green valley ranch casino so okay that's my suggestion save your money on parking um but it picks you up every 30 minutes there's a pick up and drop off every 30 minutes so it's
1: fantastic oh you can't beat that with a bet and only two dollars oh come on yeah
8: and everyone's like uh, this is not promo. This is not an ad. Yeah. I, did it, I paid for it myself. I want, you know, because, I mean, I love, I love our viewers, our family. So I don't want to pitch something and, and give anyone any advice on anything that I haven't tried myself. But this is like A+. There's no other way I'll be going to the games this season other than the RTC bus.
1: No, that makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. That's great information to have right there. We're going to have to drop that a, a few more times because people are going to want to know. And two bucks is nothing. Two bucks is yeah. absolutely nothing. So uh, we'll definitely talk and about it drops that. Drops
8: you off right at the front, like literally. I because I've heard nightmare stories of people like you mentioned paying sixty to one hundred dollars to park, right. and they're still taking a mile, two mile walk to get to the to the stadium. So and this way you save some save some money and some energy.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Favon, I'm glad that you had a great time on Saturday. I think a lot of folks have had a great time. I'll tell you right now, uh, my son was there, and he was sitting in uh, these great seats in 124. I was so excited. I almost sat with him. I went to the press box like I'm supposed to do, but I almost was <laughs> like, you know what? Let me just go he, hang out in the he crowd. Was next
8: to me then because I was in 131 and with the club access, which, by the way, the club is amazing, great food, great drinks. No lines at in the bathrooms or um, at the concession stand, so that's fantastic. And before I go, to you, I got to give one shout out. I don't know if you noticed, but the official band for all the Raiders home games um, is David Prico and his Pop Strings Orchestra. So they are a fantastic local band super 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 dope of the raiders to pick a local band to represent at the home game so
1: no that's smart that's smart they did a great job i i I mean just amazing yeah listening to them and i and i love your humble brag about being in the club i i i wasn't gonna let that go (laughs) i like that you know i see you you kind of slid that in there yeah the club was awesome i like that little humble brag that's okay i'm gonna get to the club at some point
8: Look, I'm trying to give Allegiant and the Raiders all the all the props they deserve, all at once. All right, all right. Well,
1: I don't know if Little Q needs to be in the club party just yet, but uh, he's he working his way there. He's working his way there. So, uh, Faven, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate you. We'll always check you out uh, every morning on uh, Fox 5 News this morning. And I appreciate you giving us a few minutes of time on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920.
8: Of course, my pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. There she goes right there, Favin K with a little humble brag about being in the club. Said, Oh yeah, your son was near me. I was up in the club though. I was in one thirty one in the club. I heard that. I ain't mad. He got him in the club. He had been he wouldn't have known what to do with himself. He'd have been, man, head would have been on a swivel. He was already <laughs> he told me he taught me this one one little uh little nugget I thought was hilarious and, and little Q is eighteen, so I don't know why I still call him little Q because one he's taller than me and two he's I mean he's eighteen at this point. But we were walking early at the, at the game, and it was about 1 o'clock, 1.15 or whatever. We were walking around the front of the gate just kind of talking to different fans that were waiting. And there was a young lady that was there that was, uh, you know, dressed like she was about to go to the club. I just put it like that. Just put it in the, uh, in, in the best way I could to keep it clean. And uh, he said, I'm glad I'm not sitting next to her because uh, she's going to get her dude fighting. <laughs> Cause you know how it is, man. If if, if you in the club and all of a sudden some you know some female walk by you and you happen to be looking a couple times, homeboy might be like, "Hey, man, why are you looking at my girl?" And then someone says, well, why your girl at the game looking like that? You know what I mean? Like, that's how it goes.
5: And so Lil Q said, I'm glad I ain't sitting next to her. <laughs> so. At the game. The Raiders <laughs> might be the only team in the league in with league. It with is Vegas, problem. brother. It
1: is Vegas. It was funny because after the game, I'm not going to lie, we probably got out of there about 1045-ish. I don't know what time it was. It was pretty late. But it wasn't late because it's Vegas, and it's not really that late. So little Q looks at me once we get back to the car. I was like, well, what are we about to do now? <laughs> yo, what are we about to ready, do now? Yo, we in Vegas. Exactly. So I didn't get home till about 1 in the morning. I <laughs> just wow. let it be known. Me and Little Q, we ran the city. We didn't really do a whole lot, but we ran the city. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's always something I you could do. There's a lot that you could do. But then at the same time, it's like, is there... You know what I mean? Because everything is kind of like you can do the same thing over and over, and it's like, alright, man, like, I've been there, done that. Like, you only so many times you can go to the Strip, or you can go to Fremont Street, or you can do this or that, the other.
5: You know what's so funny? Huh. Like, uh, me like uh, running around at the Bottom of the stadium, you know, was going to the visiting team locker room. Someone's getting dropped off in one of those motorized carts, and the guy driving the cart, he's like, don't forget, Rick Ross said tonight. So I don't know who he was talking to from the Seahawks staff. He's right, right. like, hey, don't forget. I don't yeah. know if he's working there also, but he had to give him that little plug. I don't know what y'all doing tonight, but right. Rick Ross had Drace tonight.
1: Why you always go to Uncle Willie voice when you do something like that, <laughs> oh, though?
5: I'm not, not going to lie. This wasn't older black, man. That's how you <laughs> All
1: right. Tamar got characters on the show.
5: In my defense, th- this time right here. This was, like, a little heavyset balding Uncle old, Willie. Old, old black man. He yes. looked like Uncle Willie. Yeah. All
1: right, fair enough. 3.42 <laughs> is the time. Many thanks to Favin for joining us right there. Uh, when we come back, we'll get some more feedback from you. We'll hear from Vinny Bonsignor, and I'll try I'll try to squeeze in an interview that I did prior to the game, prior to the uh, the ribbon-cutting uh, event with a couple young ladies from Wilmington, California, who were excited to be here. We'll try to squeeze all that in. We don't have a lot of time, but this is how we get down, man. It's Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Give me your best, hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920.
1: Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider
2: Nation, Radio
0: Station 920. Welcome back. back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness.
1: Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm
0: going to have to kick you, you know what, today.
1: Here's your boy, Q. Always going to love some Marcus Allen there bringing us back, talking about Raider Nation Radio 920, the Hall of Famer there that was a guest on the show. Definitely appreciate him. Just got a couple more minutes left in today's show. Uh, Let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. My guy Aaron from the mighty, mighty... Islands of Maui. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man?
3: Chilling, man. Just uh, <laughs> had a group, had some folks come in here that actually were on the way to the airport wearing Raiders masks. Came in to buy some coconut syrup on their way out. So it was nice. Oh. I uh, support the team.
1: There you are. I you think. You- yeah, you're back. Yeah. You're back. There you go.
3: Uh, no, not much, man. Uh, my impression from the
2: game, uh, The just stood out Peterman, uh, bald
1: possible. We lost Aaron. We lost Aaron. See if we can, see if we can reconnect with Aaron. See if we can reconnect. See if uh, he's there. Demon. See if we can reconnect with Aaron. Hope yep, you're doing 18 different things. Demon's trying to uh, play that role of in living color, like he's gonna have 18 jobs at one time. But yeah, see if you can reconnect Aaron because uh, his phone was was uh, was breaking up there. I want to make sure I get to hear him. Uh, in the meantime, I did get a tweet talking about the wave. Uh, S. Jonas. Hit us up on uh, Twitter. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Raider Nation in Oakland did the wave for 20 minutes in the preseason versus the Rams in 2019. Um, and he said, my pictures of the Raider S joined in. And uh, there he is right there. He showed some pictures of that. Uh, he said, usually it's a preseason thing, though, but it did happen in, in Oakland. So there you go. Uh, the wave happened in Oakland. I actually was kind of shocked to see, to see that. I, again, I didn't think that they, people still did the wave, but that's cool. They, I'll tell you right now. Everyone was fired up to do it. They they went hard in the paint for like a good four or five laps around the around the uh, the stadium. Is Aaron back? Yes, he is. All right, Aaron, what's on your mind? Sorry about that. You got you were breaking up.
3: Sorry about. Yeah, I I walked outside without my my phone with my Bluetooth. But anyway, um, I was talking about Peterman, saying as much as I enjoyed watching him play and being a third string quarterback, uh, I just don't know if we need three quarterbacks on this team, and I think that'd be some great opportunity to either keep a running back or a wide receiver instead of him because if goes down and Mariota goes down, we're dumb, right? So <laughs> right. that's just my opinion. Um, secondly, uh, i like to see one thing I didn't like was, I know it's not a big thing, but Arnett missing that tackle after having good coverage scares me a little bit. And mm-hmm. Hopefully he uh, wraps up. And as much as I like that uh, sack on Hobbs, I'm sure he'll be coached up. I'd like to see him go more towards the middle of the body than up high for a couple of reasons. Uh, a Russell Wilson might have been able to duck out of that. I know Phylon was there as well. But uh, just coaching them up on hitting the middle of that body to avoid penalty and someone being able to slip away. But other than that, man, it was fun to watch. I can't imagine you being there, 50,000 people. I'm counting the days until I show up for the season opener. So I'm, I'm jacked, man. It was just fun to watch the team running around with confidence, and uh, knowing what they're
1: supposed to do. Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff, Aaron. Thank you for so much for that. And I'll tell you, uh yeah, uh, Arnett, he had great coverage and just wasn't able to make the play. Uh sometimes you just got to tip your cap and say, "Hey, the guy beat him." And uh you like like you said, he wasn't able to wrap up and get the tackle, but you could tell at least I I felt like at least he was in good coverage and he he knew where he was supposed to be and he looked confident and fast. So I thought that that was positive. No doubt. All right. Well, thank thank you so much, no moment. Appreciate you. And as far as uh, as far as Peterman goes, I think that uh, there's no doubt he's going to be on the team. Uh, Gruden's kept him around for a while for a reason. Uh, he played all the whole game except for one snap on Saturday, and not necessarily saying that he's going to take some big time snaps throughout the course of the season. But like, like I said, John Gruden definitely likes uh, Nate Peterman, or he probably still wouldn't be uh, around anyway. But uh, yeah, he, he's, there's something about him that he definitely likes. So that's, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I think that some people hit me up and were like, oh man, Marcus Mariota, you don't need him now that you got Peterman. No, that's not the case. That's not the case. Peterman's not ready to be that dude yet. Uh, but I, I do think that he uh, you know, he, he's got something that Gruden sees in him that, that he absolutely likes. Now, let's bring on my guy, uh, Vinny Bonsignor, who's coming up in the huddle. He's coming up next from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920 and uh, Vinny was at the game and uh, saw the sights just like I did and so uh Vinny, uh what are your what are some of your takeaways from uh from the game what you were able to see Saturday well
9: you know you just mentioned Nate Peterman and I think what gets kind of lost in translation is here's a guy that's in the system for the third straight year mm-hmm. there's not there's very few third string quarterbacks right that are going into year three in the same system so that's a luxury what John Gruden likes about him, he feels like he he, he's, he can play decently mm-hmm. if called upon. But also, when you have to go down to your third-string quarterback, a lot of teams don't even have a third-string quarterback. A lot of times, you have to go out on the street, bring somebody in, uh, get them... Quickly up to date with the uh, w- with the offense, uh, hoping that your second stringer, who's now the starter, if your starter goes down, uh, doesn't get hurt. And all of a sudden you're in a really bad situation with your third string quarterback. So uh, if something were to happen to Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota got elevated to the starting quarterback, it's not a bad option to have Nate Peterman as his backup. As his backup, yeah. Completely understanding the offense, so and he played well. You know, he he didn't he 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 made the throws he needed to make, uh, got the calls in and out. You know, plays uh, the, the Raiders into the right looks. There were a lot of there was a lot of blitzing going on, as John Gruden uh, talked about. I thought that the communication between Peterman and the young offensive line uh, was pretty good. So you know that I thought Peterman played well, but I really thought that the defense looked competent. And I know that you know competent. Okay, that's what kind of an edge. Ad- to, uh, is that to right. describe a defense. Well, considering where that defense was the last couple of years, competent is something that you'll take.
1: Right. Again, it looked it looked the part. It looked at least that they were comfortable out there and they knew what they were supposed to be doing instead of thinking. Thinking slows you down. What would you think about Trey Ragus and BJ Emmons? Uh...
9: First of all, I give the offensive line a lot of credit on those uh, for both of those running backs. I like how both of them ran, number mm-hmm. one, for sure. Uh, I thought there were some decisive cuts. There were some decisive runs. There were some physical runs. And if you're John Gruden, obviously you got to like that. But even those backup offensive linemen, and I know they were going against third stringers themselves, But they were rolling people. If you you watch the tape, they were rolling some Seattle Seahawks. So you got to like the physicality. You got to like the way they physically ran as well. Uh, I thought it was a a a good solid night for the Raiders and a positive step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, no, I did too. And you know, today we've been doing a lot of recapping and and looking back at Saturday. Tomorrow we'll start looking forward to what's coming up this Saturday, the Rams, and obviously later on this week, uh, practice. Mm -hmm. You know, in LA, which you'll be in attendance to. I won't be there, but I'll be at the game on Saturday. Nice. What's are you going to be looking forward to in practice? What will be kind of something that you're really focusing on while they're scrimmaging against the Rams?
9: I think knowing the Rams, they're going to use Aaron Donald all over the defensive line of scrimmage in practice. That means Alex Leatherwood is going to get a fair dose of number 99. Yeah. So is Andre James. And so is that rebuilt offensive line in some you know, controlled – reps that I think are going to be truly beneficial for this Raiders offensive line. Uh, I want to see the young wide receivers against Jalen Ramsey. Um, And the the Rams have a good, solid secondary. Mm -hmm. So their work against that secondary in practice, can they create separation? Can they get off the line of scrimmage? All of those things. And I know that John, John Gruden is going to tell his good friend Sean McVay, hey, Unleash these guys right. And and we need that rep Those reps We need that practice So those are two specific areas They're going to be looking at
1: Yeah, you know The thing about it is You'll probably see that in practice Definitely And you're not going to see that Most likely the game. which is you're not and right. that's why
9: wednesday and thursday are so important and they really are important we've both seen joint practices yeah the intensity is is jacked up you're getting meaningful reps against meaningful players uh and and again for for young offensive offensive line and alex leatherwood and andre james it's invaluable the experience they're about ready to get
1: no doubt got one text off the text line salmon ash text line do you know what's up with no bells playing when it's third down for the opposing offenses it's a good question. It's a good question. It's something that you're going to have to ask uh, uh, the folks, the powers that be, that play the music and, and are in control of the, the actual presentation because that's a that's a staple right there of the Raiders games when it's third down.
9: Dun. There's going to be some differences. <laughs> you're in Las Vegas. I don't know Vegas. if
1: you can make a difference there. I don't know if that one could be different, man. Yeah. You got to bring that one back.
9: But just get used to because I went right. through this when the Rams came back. Uh, St. Louis people say that's not how we did it. Right. You know, so you're going to get your fair share of Oakland uh, trying to say, hey, that's not. what you just got to understand it's a different world here in Las Vegas, and they're trying to create their own identity, including the you know keeping some of the traditions of Raider Nation, obviously. But it's a new day, without question.
1: Got the Oakland side show in after. Just saying, throwing that out there. It's 356. Vinny Boston, yours coming up in the huddles. Coming up next here on Radio Nation Radio 920.